welcome, welcome, welcome into the Mostly Manly Show. I am your host, as always, Brad Manly. How's everybody doing? It is the third week of the new year, third season of third season, third episode of season three. We are rolling, rolling right along. I just, uh, first of all, let me talk about something that I hadn't mentioned before. I didn't, I don't think I wanted to jinx myself. I have uh, for Christmas. I'll rewind. I'm a long, long, long time horse racing fan. And I mean long, like single digits years old. Um, My grandparents would take all the aunts and uncles and the families and we would go out to Arlington Park. And I got, you know, I enjoyed it then. I enjoyed it later in life. And and when I met my good friend, Rick Huffness, um, we kind of got back into it pretty big time. And uh, just recently, for Christmas, actually, I got a share of a racehorse as a gift. Now, you can get these shares at, uh, you know, pretty affordable prices. I'm not talking about the thousands and thousands that you're thinking of. Um, And let me say this right off the bat. As soon as I say I have part of a racehorse, everybody's like, ooh, can you win a lot of money? This is, uh, I own a tiny, tiny share and really, it is to say that I have a share. Well, yesterday, um, I my horse ran, and he actually won. He's out in Santa Anita, California. And I got every single penny back just watching that race and screaming like a damn fool in my office. And that horse came down the stretch. Um, for anybody interested, his name is Hero Status. And he won yesterday. He has ran eight races in his career. Um, I didn't own a part of him until this is the first race he's run since I've owned any part of him. And he has never been worse than fourth. So in horseman's terms, he's never been out of the money. Um, People always think about the top three. But, you know, if you own the racehorse or if you're part of the connection of the horse, then you get paid for You get a check for fourth as well. So I'm very, very proud of hero status. Uh, I was screaming when he he turned for home and he pretty he dug in. He was pretty dominant then finishing, and uh, I was screaming. And it was just me and the dogs home, and the dogs both were like, "What is going?" Emily got up and left. She left the office. I was in the office. I put on my big monitor on my computer, and she left the office. Otis hung in, but Emily was bailing. It was just an exciting time. It's myracehorse.com. My racehorse, all one word. If anybody's interested, it's great. Um, like I said, you're not going to break the bank. They did have a horse win the Kentucky Derby, and those people, I'm sure, made a pretty pretty nice profit. Uh, but really, if you want to get in and be able to cheer for your horse and sometimes go out and see your horse. Now, mine race, uh, mine race is in California, so I don't see him. I guess I could if I went up to California. It's just, it's awesome. You get updates. You really feel like you're a part of something. And uh, to me, that's that's worth it all. It's fantastic. I have a great time. I have a few birthdays to announce. Um, one is my Aunt Marilyn, uh, my cousin Donna, who is older than Ranch. Somehow her lovely mama, Marilyn, is 39. I'm not sure how it happened, but, you know, Donna's older than Ranch. Um, and then my friend Sam is 
I believe that that young lady is 29. And my friend Diana, who I've known, goodness, forever, I think. Um, we went to high school together. I'm trying to think if we went before, if we were in grade school together. It's been a long time, so I can't recall. But she is uh, she's also 29. All these young ladies listen to my show. I tell you what, it's all uh, it's all worth it. Um, so, Marilyn, like I said, Marilyn, you know, I hadn't spoken to Donna in forever, forever. So it would stand to reason that I hadn't spoken to her mama either. It's just, you know, reconnecting is, this was a tremendous year. And um, it's stretching over into January, but we'll say from, honestly, September when I went up north, from September until now. Because uh, I saw, I hadn't seen my mom in way too long. It had been five or six years. My dad and my brother had been like 15 years I had not seen. Um, and then I talked to my cousin Donna. I had not spoken to her in 40 years. And then yesterday I reconnected with my very good friend, Rick Huffness, uh, that I just talked about, the horse racing guy. Um, and I had not, him and I haven't spoken in 20 and uh, we made plans for my next trip up north. We're going to hang out and probably go to the off-track betting and lay down a few bets on some horses. So if I can have a horse running that day, it'd be double special. It'd make me feel like a big shot. But it's uh, it, it's good to reconnect. It's good to reconnect with the people that you've lost. And sometimes you've just lost because the best way to describe it is the world gets in the way. It, you know, it's not like, that's it, I'm not going to talk to my cousin for 40 years. You know, but you start to grow up. She was, I don't know. I would, she's older than Ranch. So I think she was 10 maybe when I last spoke to her. And uh, so it's, it's cool to reconnect. And the funny thing is you, you, you can feel the, the truth and the honesty in a relationship when you reconnect after a time like that. Yesterday, my friend Rick on the phone said, what has it been, 20 years? And I said to him, and then he absolutely agreed immediately. I said, but it doesn't feel like that. It feels like, you know, we could go get a sandwich right now. And, and it feels like we just did. And he's, we're, it, it absolutely did. And with my cousin Donna, you know, we started talking. And we had not even spoken as adults. Rick and I were friends as adults, you know. But Donna and I had never spoken as adults. And it still felt very natural and very real to, to start talking to her and BSing with her and I can't wait September to see all these people. It's uh, be be a good time. Um, if if the if the miles weren't so great between us, we would probably visit and hang out more. And uh, I don't know. I'm very excited. I'm looking very forward to it. And I hope they both are too. It, it should be a good time. I will be back in a minute. And I am back. I hope everybody came back with me that I did not bore you to tears in the first half of the show. So I've been watching. Oh, I'm always watching different Star Wars things, you know, and I'm playing Star Wars games and shout out to my boys and late yet. Ladies and gentlemen, not boys and girls, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen in Seven Nights of Ren. Um, been 
working hard with those folks. Um, now, in Looney Tunes, I have to say that I'm going to shout out to uh, my people in Ankh Supreme. We grouped up with another alliance, hoping to get enough people to kind of be competitive in our, uh, they're called Alliance Wars, kind of when your whole group fights against another whole group, kind of fun. Um, but Ankh Supreme, we got a bunch of new people from a different uh, alliance. And I think we're going to make a run of it here. Should be fun. Should be fun. But anyway, so I'm, I'm watching, a, I don't even know which Star Wars thing. I watch a lot of it. And I noticed that really, aside from a very, very, very few isolated incidences, incidents, incidences, oh, good. Talk a lot on the microphone and I don't know English. Um, you don't see very many houses or you know were pe homes i mean everybody obviously lived like on the death star that was there poor bastards but anyway you know what i'm saying like you saw luke's home when he was young in the dirt there and the what the deserts of tatooine and that didn't go well for him but and and like obi-wan lived in a cave there but you don't ever see you know like Han and Chewie, did they just live on the ship or did they have like a swinging bachelor pad? Because you know, you know Han and Chewie would have one. Han was, I'm thinking that Leia was not Han's first <clears throat> companionship interest. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. I mean, single dude, smuggler, you know, swashbuckler, that kind of thing. He probably had a bunch of chicks, probably of all species, you know checking him out or coming to, you know, vying, let's say vying for his attention. Because, I mean, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking of their apartment, right? It's got to be a really grooving bachelor. Pay. You don't probably go over in Chewy's because, you know, it probably smells like, well, Chewy. And, uh, have running water? I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. They had moisture farms on Tatooine, but like, you know, when you saw like Coruscant, where the Jedi Temple and the Senate was, it looked pretty fancy. It looked like they might have had a bathroom. You never see a bathroom either. It's like just whatever. I just eat and eat and I never go to the bathroom. It was like that Nickelodeon cartoon cat dog years ago. Had a cat at one end and a dog at the other, and no means of um getting rid of waste, if you know what I'm saying. But so I'm thinking like Han and Chewie have to have for Han's half, you know, he's got posters, right? Posters of half-naked Twi'leks. Actually, half-naked is their normal state, so maybe three-quarter naked Twi'leks, all kinds of stuff. And then Leia comes to visit, and he throws shit over it and covers it up. Oh, hey, hey! And, like, they're kicking stuff under the couch and getting rid of space pizza boxes and stuff. Stuff like that, <laughs> stuff like that makes me laugh. See, I don't think that movies show enough normal everyday life you know i mean star wars all you see was them fighting because that was their shit you know that was their jam they were were always fighting the good against the bad light against dark sith against the jedi they're always fighting it's never hey let's take a week's vacation and not fight you know let's do some other stuff you know let's go fishing or something it's ridiculous Maybe, you know, you never see like Han going down to the the convenience store buying a scratcher. 
buying a lotto. Oh God, I won the lottery. And that, what is, does Han make a plan? Does he pay Jabba off if he wins the lottery? Get some shit done to the William Falcon. Buys a new vest, maybe. <laughs> okay. Some people have a real specific, real specific idea of what they're going to do. Not if, but when they win the lottery. I love that when you hear people say that. I'm going to buy a house with 14 bedrooms, nine bathrooms, and I'm going to have a basketball court. But it's going to have the blue lines painted on it, not white. You know, that's pretty specific, Tim. You know, it's crazy. I, I for one... I always talk about stuff. I would buy 6,000 dogs is what I fear. But, you know, <laughs> a house big enough to hold, you know, 10 more dogs. Right now, Otis is outside of the studio going, oh, you don't need any more dogs. You need to get rid of this other one just so I'm here. Because, you know, he's a jerk, though. He's She will lay down, and she is placid, and she lays down, and she's sweet. And he's got to come over wherever she's laying down. He'll stick his face right by her face and he'll growl or her bark. He'll bark right by her. Like she's going to get up and give up her soft spot for him. She doesn't, of course. And then he'll sometimes come over by me and try to get petted. And then when I start petting him, she'll get up, come over and say, well, I want some petting too. So he'll run over and jump on her spot because he's a complete ass. It's, it's ridiculous. I hope you can hear me out there telling him that he's an ass. Joe, I don't even hear nothing. Yeah, he's out there stalking the giant box of liver snaps out there, probably. That's what he does. Comes, He gets so excited when I open the door of the studio. He comes trucking in, and he stands next to the we have a pretty hefty size jumbo box that we kind of empty smaller boxes into. We're not telling him it's a secret, you know, but we get small boxes and dump them into that one, so it's not really full. But uh, he stands next to that, and he waits for his treats. He's crazy. But yeah, so that I don't, I don't generally have a, you know, a specific plan in the unlikely event that Fred Manley were to win the lottery or the lotto. You know, rednecks have a plan though. Rednecks cracked me up with their plan and it's real, real, real specific. I'll tell you what, I know exactly what I do if I won the lotto. I'll tell you, because uh, a couple weeks ago I was up here at the casino, the Indian casino. I got me, I, I, I won big. I won $1,700. I went right over to D&D, that's that uh, used car place over there. I got me an 89 Chevy pickup I'd had my eye on for months, you know, with that square front. And three of the four lights were still real, real good in it. And I brought it right back to town. First thing I did is I ran over and I got me them naked lady mud flaps from the auto zone that I'd been looking at too. I didn't, they wouldn't fit on my riding mower, you know, since I got that DUI. Uh, I had been on the ride more, but I just got my license back three months ago. So now, now I was looking for some fresh wheels, and this this money couldn't have come at a better time. I am blessed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anyway, so then I ran over to the, the tag office, you know, and I got me one of them. I think they call them vanity. I don't know why that is. A vanity plate at that Fish and Wildlife one with the large mouth on it. And they made me choose three things to put on it. So the first thing, I, my first choice was hooker because, you know, yeah, yeah, hooker, that's fun. Uh, and the next one is born to fish. And the third one is kind of a double antandra. That was catch them all because, you know, I catch all the fish. And then my daughter, the 29-year-old, the she's super into that Pokemon. And uh, so that kind of goes both ways. Then I got that done. Then I ran first place straight over 
to the quick stop. I got me one of them styrofoam ice chests. I got two 30 packs of Coors Light. I ain't going to drive when I'm doing it. Then I got me a big old bag of that black pepper beef jerky. I don't want that teriyaki. That's for women now. Come on. That shit ain't funny. I got I had to get ice for ice chest, obviously. I got as many of them beers in there as I could. And I'm drove straight over to the lake. I'm going to catch me some of them damn fish. So, you know, he's got a plan. It's good to have a plan, right? It's great to have a plan. Um, Brad Manley doesn't have one, so that's all right. The, the Brad Manley's plan is to keep doing this show as long as people keep listening. Folks, believe it or not, I'm actually working on a couple of things. Um, I'm very close to becoming an affiliate marketer for Duke Cannon Soap, which I've talked about for a long time. And um, so really what that is, is then I would post an ad like on my Facebook or something about Duke Cannon, the soap I talk about all the time. And then if you guys, you know, click on it and happen to buy soap, then I would get, I don't know, eight cents or 15 cents or 25 cents or something. So, you know, I'm completely transparent. Nobody's getting rich here. Well, I'm not anyway. But um, so I may do that. That sounds fun. Still trying to work on some merchandise. Um, and speaking of merchandise, go check out my friend Christina's place, Visay, Oklahoma, classic design and print. Uh, she does a lot of excellent work. Um, I share her page on my page. I'll do it again. Um, you don't even have to live here. I'm sure she can ship wherever. But she's a new business trying to get off the ground, kind of a small town of Western Oklahoma. Now, Western Oklahoma oftentimes is slow to react. So, you know, you'd help a good person out, and I'd appreciate that. And uh, she's, I'm sure, going to do fantastic work when we get around to getting some Brad Manley shirts. And everyone, of course, is going to want those. So, you know, try to help a person out. Um, and until I talk to everyone next week, stay manly.